Something Something Dragons, Episode 31, Side Quest, Part 1. Welcome to the Something Something Dragons podcast, a part of the Untold Stories project. This normally is our actual play of the Carrion Crown Adventure Path, but today we're bringing you something a little bit different. I am your host and Game Master Aaron, and with me today as always are the Rainbow Squad. Say hello, heroes. Hello. Hey. Hello. <laughs> so you might notice that there was a new voice there, and so we're all going to welcome Orange to our podcast. Orange, can you go ahead and briefly introduce yourself to our audience? Uh, don't worry so much about introducing your character yet. We'll get to that when we get to the story. Okie dokie. I'm Orange. I am not like the other girls. I am an adult. <laughs> uh, and I'll be guest starring on this side quest. Uh, I've been playing Pathfinder for longer than I want to admit. <laughs> and... um. I'm I'm looking forward to this little uh, guest starring role here. Yeah, we're happy to have you on to the crazy train, Orange. Gonna go downhill real fast. It's the merry (laughs) band of idiots, as I like to jokingly call us. All right. So when last we saw our heroes, they had just entered the Nevermore, where they were expecting to fight Hane Fairman, better known as the Splatter Man. But we're not going to see that today. Instead, we're going to pick up with an entirely different group of heroes. With that, we will get our background music going, courtesy, as always, of our friends at Tabletop Audio. And again, our sound effects are queued up thanks to the people at Zapsplat. And we open on a snowy day, the first of Kalistral, in the city of Lipostat. It is overcast, it is cold out, there is snow on the ground, and we see a group of four adventurers making their way through the town square to the offices of one Justice Embrith Deramid. So why don't you tell me who our audience would see if they were looking in on this? Oh, the fun game of describing yourself. <laughs> yep. All of our least favorite things. <laughs> yeah, well, cope. All right, who's the sacrifice? Well, who would be walking in the front? Not me. I'm not playing a frontliner this time, as I have been expressly told by the rest of the group. Well, she's definitely not being in the front line. No, not me. I wouldn't either. <laughs> I suspect most likely can... Jaren is leading the way. Hey, Orange. So at the front of the group of tall people is this little bitty. Under four foot gnome, um, he has a shock of green hair. Uh, it's very uh, messy and wild. Like he doesn't really, he doesn't brush it. There's probably like some twigs and stuff in it because he doesn't care about that. Um, he has uh, heterochromatic eyes. Uh, the right one being blue and the left one being orange. He has a tattoo of a gold dragon on his neck. He's got big gauge plugs in his ears and a scar on his nose. His nose has very clearly been broken, and uh, he doesn't seem to be carrying any weapons. Oh, now we have to live up to that. <laughs> yep. 
and following behind him. I guess I could be going next, yeah. Um, following behind him is a sylph. She is 5'11", has shorter hair, I'm gonna say, yeah. Kind of wispy, flowy. Going in the wind, naturally. It's pale blue-ish skin, because sky spirit uh, person. Um, she has blue tattoos, um, some on her face, some over her arms. Um, she's wrapped in traveler's cloak. Um, it's magic-y stuff she has. Um, yeah, yeah. She totally looks like the party's uh, barbarian, is what I'm hearing. Yes, she does, actually. You nailed it right there. Yeah, that's that's basically it. Oh my god. I'll go next. Okay. <laughs> Alright, following behind um, her <laughs> is tall elf with semi-short white hair. She's six foot three. I'm not used to playing tall characters, so... <laughs> and uh, she's in a fairly... Uh, I think she's in a traveler's outfit. Probably. Probably. I don't know. Yeah, Traveler's Outfit. Just very simple, kind of holy, not exactly, vibe outfit. And okay. keeps her quarterstaff in hand, not in a hostile way. And bringing up the rear is a half-orc. She is... I believe she might be the tallest in the party, but not by much. How tall? 6'1". I'm taller, 6 free. fight me. Oh, yeah. The line okay. up on height here. Elves. Elves, man. So, a tall half-orc. You'd look at her and just think dark. Her hair is jet black and her eyes are the same color, which you'd do a double take and think she had eye problems. Um, she has uh, dark green-brown skin that looks like if she lay down in a swamp, you'd never know she was there. Her clothes are very dark, like brown and green and black. She looks like the kind of person who doesn't want to be spotted. She, she, and she, it looks like she's friendly. By the way she walks, it's like she's friendly with the party, but not friends. It's alright, Snowflake. I don't look at you weird. So you make your way to the office of uh, the Justice. You have all come here because you had been tracking down members of the cult of the Whispering Way, and the trail had gone cold through various... Uh, asking around and poking bits of the underworld, you had heard a rumor that despite the fact that, you know, as a justice, you're not sure why she would be knowledge about such things, but uh, Embrith Dermid is said to know people who know a lot about the Whispering Way. And so you've come to her looking for information. That's sus. You had already made contact with her, so you are ex Expected, but you haven't spoken to her yet. Like, basically, there was a letter that you sent that, and you got a response where she said, yes, please, you know, by all means, come to my offices and like that. We're not just barging into her office like, yo, you know something about the Whispering Way. <laughs> right, exactly. Hey, do you know any cultists? <laughs> exactly. Cult Nick. You get to the door. Do you knock? Or... No, we just kick it down. Uh, no, I, I, well, the, the half the half not knocking unless someone else does. Is this a is this a place where we generally be expected to knock? Yes. I, I, I... Don't know. <laughs> I mean, she's very polite. She'll knock. Okay. When you knock on the door, you are uh, it is opened by a tall for a halfling, uh, halfling. I'm still looking down at them. Well, yes, all of you are still looking down at them, even Jaren. But 
For a halfling, they're tall. Okay, it's just and a child. He's wearing uh, the little pince-nez uh, uh, glasses, has a pencil stuck behind his ear. I love him already. Absolutely, you know, uh, is wearing a leather apron with uh, that that is stained with, with ink and whatnot, and... 100% looks like a legal clerk. I love him already. And 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 he says, "Oh, you must be the adventurers that uh that the, the justice was expecting." Um by right. all means, uh, uh follow me, follow me. I'm going to follow. I will follow. Yeah, the the ha- the, the half orc is giving him um just like as she does everyone, she gives him a very like searching look as she goes through. Okay. You know, you look a lot prettier if you smile once in a while. <laughs> she uh, she just looks at the elf and, bear, <laughs> and just bears her tusks. for a minute. She's just joking with you. I have tusks though, right? That's not just D&D. Yeah, I think they have tusks. D&D, half-orcs have tusks. Do they yeah. have them here? Yep, orcs have tusks. I mean, you can use it as like a bike, I don't think. As a bike. Not without, think. not without oh. a trait or a feat, but yes, they do have. You tusks. do have them. Okay. Yep. So she's just gonna smile a little and keep walking. So the uh, the halfling says, "I am, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm Rose Downgazer. I'm, I'm one of the justice's uh, clerks. I've, I've been working for her for the past five years. I, I'm, 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 I, I hope our, I hope our city has." Uh, has been kind to you. I know that they're not always the the most pleasant and welcoming place for people who are uh, obviously non-human, such as all of you. Uh, it's um, been fine. Don't worry. Very excellent, excellent. The half orcs just Shh. rubbing a scar she got in a bar fight when they got into town. Shh. The half orc. The <laughs> the the one and only half orc okay. here. Yeah. I mean. For what it's worth, Lipostat is a city. It is a little bit more metropolitan than Ravengrow, so elves, dwarves, half-orcs um, are all somewhat common. It's not saying she wouldn't get in a bar fight. Not at all. And you are close enough to the hordes of Belkson that there are... Let's just say that people's feelings about half-orcs are complicated. On the one hand, most people realize that it's not your fault you're a half-orc, and very rarely are half are the, the parents of half-orcs a happy union. We'll leave it at that. But on the other hand, almost everyone knows someone or has someone in their family that they've lost to an orc raid. So, you know, it's complicated. Okay, then. All right, so uh, he will lead you through the offices. Uh, busy at their work. It is a oath day, so you know it's it's a or no, it's a wheel day. So you know it's Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. There's there's stuff. You know, everyone is full on into their work week. Can I make small talk with him while we're walking? Uh, you absolutely can. Sure. Awesome. That's what she's doing. Okay. Blue, um, invariably friendly. <laughs> Look, she has a diplomacy plus twelve. Yep. She's very kind to anyone she doesn't know well. If she knows you well, she will be sarcastic, but still kind. <laughs> Try to be nice, but never fail to be kind. Jaren's just looking at all the stuff. So you're led to the to her personal office, and he will rap on the door, and, uh, uh Justice, uh, uh, the adventurers are here. And he'll open the door, and she's seated behind a desk, but she's standing to greet you as you come in. The Justice 
if she were to be cast in a film, would be played by uh, Dame Judi Dench. Wait, I should know her. You should. Um, Who is that? Weasley, right? I'm Googling it. I'm no. Googling it. I, I love her. She's pretty cool looking. She's the one actress who was, the one British actress who wasn't Harry Potter. <laughs> Drop a photo of her in our Discord to see if we recognize her. I was going to say, uh, if you do not know her, then you should seek out her films because she is made of awesome. I am trying to to think of a movie they might have seen with her in it. Oh, yeah, I, I, I was going to say, because they, they, they wouldn't have player. seen like any of the Bond films. Have you seen Cats? <gasps> oh, that's it. The movie or? The film, yeah. The movie. The no. No. God forbid. She is or largely known for Shakespeare, for Shakespeare films. Uh, we haven't watched Artemis Fowl yet. It's on our list, but we haven't. Don't. Oh, she yet. was Commander no? Root. Why did they yes, ruin that movie? She was oh. Commander Root. If you've read really the books, don't recently. watch the movie. Movie sucked. <laughs> in any case, a voice in Spaceship Earth. Yeah. Oh, that's what I recognize her from. I actually just watched that movie. Yes, uh, and 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 Blue. Uh, from the last time we went to Epcot, she is currently the narrator for Spaceship. So she is a uh, striking woman with uh, short white hair. You know, she's older, but she still has a definite strength to her and a great deal of intelligence behind her eyes. She'll uh, she'll welcome you in and say, uh, "Please be seated, Amros. Before you before you leave, can can we get uh, our guests some tea?" Uh, of course, absolutely, Justice. And he heads out. Um, she gestures to all of you to be seated. Um, I'm gonna sit. There, in addition to the desk that she was at, there's also a uh, a table with several comfortable chairs. Ooh, Soria is not sitting down. She she's she's standing in the back behind her face, Lenza. She she's just she's just standing there and just oh. giving. Like a quick glance around the room. Can I have her cast detect magic? Because that's a cantrip here, and I'm gonna overuse it a lot. You can absolutely can, um, but it is worth. Oh wait, no, you're a psychic caster. There's no, vi there's no uh, somatic or material or visual components. Yeah, you can cast detect magic. Yeah, all right. I'm gonna drag one. Uh, I'm gonna drag Soria to a chair. Why does it say to GM? I didn't whisper it. Ah, so I have set up all of your dice rolls so that they are whispers. Makes sense. Which means that unless you manually type in a dice roll, if you click on something, you'll see it and I'll see it, which means that we should hopefully be able to cut down on the people reacting to other people's dice rolls before they've told everyone what they actually rolled. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So yes, you cast Detect Magic. Also means I can cast spells in secret. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although you are noticeably concentrated, so. Soria, let's go sit. Anyone who anyone who has spellcraft could still tell that you are casting a spell. Yeah. Um, can I go sit and drag Soria to a chair to sit? I I am not going to be dragged to sit. I'm gonna glare at you and then sit down. In any she case, just takes a seat behind she she stands behind the chairs. Uh in any behind case, Soria. what you will be able to determine is that other than magical auras coming from party from the various bits of magical gear that they're carrying. The Justice has a ring on her hand which has a abjuration effect. Mm. She has a 
headband that is uh, very delicate and hard to see that has a transmutation effect. Oh. And that is all of the magic that you detect within this room. Okay. Advanced us. If you want, you can uh, give me a spellcraft check to identify what she's got. My experience, head, in my experience, magic headbands lead to polymorphs. But then again. I mean, a lot of headbands are of wisdom or charisma or intelligence. Nine, okay. I. You rolled a nine? Yeah. Yeah, uh, you, you, um, you're not able to determine what the magical effects are. You can just tell what school they are. Okay. Ormos comes back with, uh, with tea. There is honey for the tea if you are so inclined. What type of tea are we talking? Just a simple black tea. There, there's... Soria's, Soria's eyeing it hungrily, but she just kind of, like, shakes her head. I'm gonna get tea. I'm gonna get honey tea. Jaren is just squeezing like I mean it's like you know 25% tea 75% honey <laughs> fair oh god Soria <laughs> seems to she, 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 just, she just shakes her head and lifts her hand okay I'm gonna take a sip and go this is very good tea Soria are you sure you don't want any she just, she just gives you like a glare and then just shakes her head once Amros leaves after bringing the tea, the justice says, So, I uh, believe you have need of my knowledge and not of the legal variety. Is that correct? That is correct. I see. What? We're looking for info. What are you looking for information about? The Whispering Mike. She kind of shoots you a glare. That is a name that uh, most people are careful of saying aloud. Understandable. Can I sense motive to see what her opinions seem to be of the Whispering Way? Sure. I want to do that too. Absolutely. <laughs> Ten. Roll the two. Fifteen. I had also um, done that, and I rolled a fifteen. Jaren's just chewing his tea. Are you chewing your tea? Because it's got that much honey in it. Honey in it. <laughs> no, I picked it up. She's really yeah. judging you slightly. Um, no, you are not able to really get a read on her. She is a very controlled woman. All right, I'll try. Well, I can certainly provide you some information about them. Is there anything in particular that you're looking for? All right, so this is where I need to pause for a minute. Main character, what do we already know and what are we looking for? So specifically, you guys are still looking the group of cultists that had left Cassin after having stolen a pair of amulets out of Cassin's tomb. So we think they might be here? No, you don't know. You lost their trail elsewhere in Ustalov. So you're looking for basically like, where might you go next? All right. Do we know anything about those amulets? You know that there were, they were two amulets out of three that were supposedly connected to helping enter something that was important to Tarbafon, the Whispering Tiger. Oh, one of unknown members of the... Okay. Yes. Alright. Well, I might not be the one most fit to explain this story, since I wasn't there, but in the town of Kassin, Kassin's tomb had been raided by the Whispering Way. I see. Uh, they stole two amulets that were apparently of, of use to Tarbafon, and... We lost their trail somewhere in Ustalov. So you're looking for where they might have gone next, or where you might find a outpost of the Whispering Way? Exactly. Hmm. Where do cults hang out around here? <laughs> Funny <laughs> enough, they don't advertise. 
Oh, wow. I would have guessed. However, actually the timing is fortuitous because there was recently a break-in at the university. A book was damaged. I think it might be connected. She'll stand up, go back over to her desk, and ring a bell. And after a few moments, Umrose comes back in. Uh, yes! What can I do for you? Would you be so kind as to go up to my quarters and retrieve the uh, Tome of Righteous Repose? Absolutely. The what? <laughs> Does the title ring any bells? Oh. <laughs> that is a, a good question. I will allow anyone who wishes to give me a knowledge of either knowledge local or linguistics. Oh, local. What exactly is Knowledge Planes? Knowledge Planes is knowing about uh, the other planes in re of reality, so elemental plane or mm. the realm oh, of the that's dead. that's interesting. Okay. Okay, so... Convenient. Rolled a 16 on local. Okay. I rolled a 13. And, uh, Soria? Uh, 21. Okay. Lensa, you've never heard of it. Jaren, you have heard of the Tome of Righteous Repose. It was written by a gnome named uh, Rella Caraby Fustfickle. Oh my god, what? Oh, Fustfickle. Oh, Fustfickle. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna cry. I gotta see this and try to... if I can... Yeah, send this thing to the chat, please. Rella Caraby Fustfickle. Wow, that is hard to say without sounding like you're saying a lot of other things. It doesn't... It I, doesn't. I, I gonna say it fast. Like, say it fast with an Irish accent. Maybe that makes it sound better. <laughs> it probably does. <laughs> Relicarby Fussbickle is a known poet who was known mostly among literary scholars. His subject matter revolved around heroic figures and tragic deaths. Although his style is considered a bit too melodramatic to gain significant acclaim, he is popular in some circles. Wait, how did I not know him? I have perform oratory. I love stories. Yeah, he's a little... His, his prose is a little bit purple for your tastes. He's a little bit... Uh, gnomish. <laughs> yep. I mean, you love stories, but you're an elf. You tell stories like an elf. Fair, but I need the stories of the dead. Sure, but... Of dead legends, come on. Alright. But you haven't come across this guy. But, Saria, yeah. you would also know that, uh, Fuspickle's poems were based mostly on true stories that came from the Shining Crusade. The uh, finer details are a little bit ambiguous, but there are rumors that suggest that he was on speaking terms with Iomede before she ascended to godhood. Oh. Who's that? Iomede? Oh, you guys don't know Iomede. Oh. Uh, Iomede yeah. is a deity. She is a deity of war. She is a lawful good. She is, in many cases, considered the uh, replacement for the god Eric, who was killed. In her life, she was uh, she was a paladin of Aerodin, and she was a member of the Shining Crusade. I keep having to tell myself, right, not evil campaign. I don't hate her here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Every time it's mentioned. Yeah. Orange and Blue were both in a game that I was running that is an evil campaign where they were actively suppressing the Ida Maiden forces in Cheliax. Yes. So every time I hear Ida Maiden, I have to channel the... Right? We don't hate her here. <laughs> Those were bad people. <laughs> That's what you know about uh, the book from just hearing the name. While he uh, he goes off to get the book, uh, the Justice goes back over to her desk, uh, takes out a key, unlocks a lower chamber of it, 
Everyone can give me a perception check if you'd like. I mean, yeah. Not. It's not like I'm wrong. You're 27. But dice was left for proving me wrong. 25. 15. I got a 16. Uh, Soria and Lenza, you both notice when she opens the desk, you hear the slightest scrape of... The desk appears to be wooden, but there is the slightest scrape of metal on metal. And the, the uh, compartment she pulls the book out of appears to be lined in metal. Kind of a dullish gray metal, maybe lead. That you can't get a detect magic through it? That is exactly what that would be useful for, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That was my first thought. Can I cast oh, check magic again now that the book's out of the thing? Uh, sure. The book is not magical. I'm just okay. assuming it's but in anything there. in the thing? Is anything in the drawer? Uh, she has open? closed it very quickly after pulling the book out. I don't like oh, that. I was assuming there's magic stuff in there. Break in later tonight or something. I mean, for what it's worth, it would be useful for hiding sort of divinatory magic, so maybe not trying to hide and detect magic, but a this is something I don't want someone scrying to find type thing. Hey, what's the deal with this book? <laughs> so she pulls it out and you will actually notice that it is labeled the Tome of Righteous Repose. The Book of Holy Death. So <laughs> she, she sets the book on the table in front of all of you and says, this copy of the book was kept at Leipzig University. Last, earlier this week, there was a break-in at the university and... Very little was taken or damaged. However, there was one page of the book that was ripped out. Oh. Gloria's taking notes. I happen to own another copy of the tome. I have not yet had time to do this investigation, but perhaps we could trade information for information. If you can help me figure out what was taken out of this book and perhaps why, then perhaps I can set you on the trail of the Whispering Wood. Sure. That sounds good. So the uh, the halfling comes back carrying a book. You know, poor Umros is carrying this book and it's almost as big as he is. Ooh. I will go help. Okay. <laughs> I will so Soria, Soria will push right through both of them and just pick up the book and... Uh, not slam it down on the table, but just kind of drop it hard enough to show what she thinks of basically using this halfling as her servant. That his job. book is hundreds of years old. I would ask you to be careful with it. Sorry, calm down. Oh, I also want to make that one of her traits. She cannot stand, because of her heritage and how much she's been, like, messed with for it, she can't stand to see, like, just pretty much anyone being bugged or like just period but especially if they're non-human alright well I will walk over to the book and look can I look through this of course by all means I'm gonna start flipping through okay so yes flipping through it it is very easy to see that you know there there are lots of poems and are you flipping through her copy or the one are you flipping through the copy that the halfling just brought in, which is her personal copy, or the one that she already had that was the one that was stolen or damaged from the university? The damaged one. Okay. Yeah, so you're very quickly uh, able to tell, like I said. The uh, the poems are of middling quality. There are graphic illustrations on most pages. Uh, usually there's an illustration that faces a poem and you can quickly tell that the poem is about whoever the art is on the facing page. Mm -hmm. 
and eventually you will come to a page where you can see that a page has been ripped out and the facing artwork is the following oh that's so pretty are there are there page numbers there are not page numbers listed no i'll take the the undamaged copy and start flipping through to find that facing page sure i mean if nothing else you you can see that art so which uh the art shows three warriors min kayan so wearing samurai armor carrying katanas and wakazashis um, above them there is a stylized sun which anyone who can get 10 taking 10 on a knowledge religion check would immediately recognize that that is designed to represent Serenre. I could get 10 without even having to roll. Yeah. Yeah, same. Taking 10 basically means if you were assumed that the die roll came up as a 10, what would you get a 10? So in other words, as long as you don't have a negative yeah. to it. Right. Okay, cool. And yeah, she she looks at it and says, Minkai art. That's interesting. The Minkai Empire was founded in 3619, but the Empire's first explorers didn't reach the west coast of the continent until at least 3691, so that's only 60 years before the Shining Crusade began. These women could be among the first Minkai citizens who came to the Inner Sea. Do I know of any stories about them? Could I perform oratory? Give me a second. Let me first show you, uh, when you fl flip through her copy of the book, you will find a poem that Yay. has this, you know, facing the same art. Oh, I love the illegible. Why don't one of you read it aloud for the benefit of our audiences? Because, you know, they're, they're, they're tired of hearing my voice. The whispering tyrant lurks below, feeding on peasants' fear and woe. The gods faithful set a border, shields with their knightly order. Hidden beneath Guidler's snow, a legible thing here, shining glow. Another smudged words, darkness he would sow. Or smudged words, Minkai warder. Still the tyrant lurks below. Only few the location know. In Castar Buffon's power grow and find, or smudged words, trusted few knew. More smudged words, but they were also intelligible. Still, the tyrant lurks below. <laughs> that was lovely. I'm glad you find that amusing. <laughs> Look, I love the, but also still illegible. <laughs> <laughs> and it is yet again smudged. After hearing that, Soria goes, well, that's about as useful as a tankard with a hole in the bottom under her breath. Oh, shush, darling. So, the Justice looks at and says, hmm, well, although we can't read every word of this poem, there is something there that makes me think it's worth investigating. What's clear is that this poem references some sort of protection against the Whispering Tyrant. Uh, the Knights of Ozum have always been very secretive about the Many and varied ways they kept the old lich locked away in Gallowspire, even among themselves. It's possible they have no idea that this particular protection exists. Whatever Guidelar is, it must be important. Hey, GM. Yeah? I doubt this will work, but would my mending spell work on it? Probably not, because the problem is not that it was damaged, like it was ripped or torn, it's just that the ink is smeared. That's what I thought. 
I thought it was worth a shot. For, for what it's worth, the writers of the module specifically said, the damage to the poem comes from smeared ink, and spells such as mending and make whole cannot repair it. That's what I thought was going to happen. Because that's how it was originally. It's not like it was... Like, the, the, the imperfection is part of its creation as opposed to happened later. Is there anything in the poem that, like, historic, like rings any his- bells of historical significance? Well, it's funny you should say that. There are a couple of different roles that could be useful to either find out more about the poem, specifically, or to try to analyze what's in the poem to figure out if you could figure out, like, where does this relate to? And what are these roles? So, I could take a knowledge history, local, or religion to learn more about the poem, and a knowledge geography or survival check to try to figure out from what's in the poem, try to figure out an actual location. I did a religion to try to figure out uh, what's in the poem, and I got a 25. Okay. That is a 29 on history. Okay. 14 for local, and I'm going to try my hand at geography. Okay. 14 for geography. I I rolled a 14 for history. You know, I can try a geography and history. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, 18 on geography and 12 on history. Lila is the rock star when it comes to history. Sorry. No, I know absolutely nothing about history. No, sorry. Jaren was the rock star on history. So, with his 29. Hey! Lenza did good on religion. Lenza did good on religion. And uh, Lenza did good on geography. Yay! So, here's what you're able to piece together. From history, you would all know... From talking to each other, you would be able to piece together. In order to keep the Whispering Tyrant locked away, the Shining Crusade used a set of layered defenses, with the whole idea that if one line of defense fails, there are others that will keep his immortal powers at bay. And, you know, keep him locked away, because we don't ever need him coming back. That would be bad. Yes. The Knights of Ozum have compartmentalized the knowledge of the locks on his prison. This removes the threat that any one knight might become compromised and therefore turn that knowledge over to the enemy. Of course, the issue with compromise or compartmentalized protection is that uh, if secrets are not properly passed down, then future generations won't know how to keep the lich in prison. And there are many layers of the protection that might have been lost at this point through the uh, through the centuries. And, you know, that's the issue of humans, because they live so, so just a short period of time. Yep. Blink and they're gone, man. All right. Soria just sniffs angrily and crosses her arms. <laughs> Since orcs aren't any longer lived than humans. I mean, even at least in D&D, their lifespans are up to 15 years shorter. Yeah, so... Lots of laughs and to like 800. You would also realize with that uh, 18 and that 16, so both Soria and Lenza would realize that it doesn't exist anymore, but Guidelar's Point was once a famous peak in the Hungry Mountain. And it was famous because it was so high uh, that it gave both an incredible view, but also an incredibly uh, useful view in terms of uh, military. Uh, being able to, you know, look strategically to map out, like, a campaign. Back in 4187, there was an earthquake which crumbled the the peak, leaving massive slabs of jagged rock that the locals uh, renamed the Grey Shards, which is why the name doesn't ring a bell to most people. Yeah, you would recognize that. Guidelar's point, most likely the poem is saying that uh, these sisters are... uh, 
whatever they were guarding is hidden somewhere underneath Guidelar's point. I'm gonna point. So we, we go on to punch things in the mountains. I think so. Fun. I mean, I'm not gonna go punch anything, but that's your job. Soria just leans over and fist bumps the gnome. <laughs> no, don't go punch anything, Soria. That's not a good choice for you. She goes. I may not be a puncher, but I'm still tough as nails. How's the mine? Well, you know, it is possible that um, we have a convergence of purposes here. I don't know who broke into the university, but if the page that was stolen is referencing something about tracking down the Whispering Tyrant, it's not impossible that uh, the same cultists that you were tracking are the ones who came here to uh, feel this page and are now on their, if they've interpreted it, are now on their way to Guidelar's point, if not already there. I would normally pass this information on to my friend Petros Lorimore, but I feel that at the moment, urgency, urgency says that I should take this on myself rather than have him try to assemble a team of adventurers to to follow the way. Oh, you, I down. I love to cry. Is, is, this the, is this in like the present? So um, if you go back to the beginning of the episode, everything started on the first of Calistral. First of Calistral. That was the day Lorimore died. Wasn't yep. it? Is this in the present time as our regular? Did you play us? We're going to Ravengrow. What you guys are currently doing is starting the day that Professor Lorimore died and is, you know, two weeks before the rest of your characters arrived in the town of Ravengrow. Oh, wow. Hey, so I have a quick question about the grandfather paradox. Uh-huh. Grandfather paradox? Oh, you know that thing. If you go back in time and kill your own grandfather, do you cease to exist? So... Right. Envision that we completely ignore our current thing and we go to Harrowstone and sit outside the building and... Why would we do that? I don't know, you're, you're, you got a magic spirit in your head, maybe you can... As the GM, he would not allow us to do that. I know, but it, it's still... it's. A I'm hope. also gonna point out to you that uh, today's the first, meaning uh, Lorimer's already dead, she just doesn't know it yet. Oh dang it. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, there aren't phones in this world. It takes a little while. I mean, even with magic, it, t you know, I mean, a magical message could get to her quickly, but most likely there would be letters sent and taken. I just have, I, I, it just feels like losing him all over again. You're welcome. I know. You're so mean. <laughs> what <do> you? <laughs> you signed I up to not. play in the horror <laughs> campaign. Yeah. Um, I know. But I realized in the will her name was mentioned, and I was like, wait. Yeah, yeah. We have to lose him twice, that's not fair. And knowing that it was hours ago and our characters didn't do anything. Well, these characters have no connection to Professor They don't know, yeah. We don't know that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just realized Orange doesn't know this guy As either. As you can tell from Orange's voice, because she's like, who the f*** are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I know who we're talking about. Me, the player, knows who we're talking right, about. you listen to some of the episodes. Oh, all right. I'm still, I'm still like 80% stuck as Eklund, though. It's fine. Uh, I hurt. I hurt so much. The, the justice says, if you would like, I can certainly uh, help outfit you so that you could uh, make your way. Uh, if you are traveling on foot, uh, it will probably take you the better part of six days to get up to the Hungry Mountains from here. Could we get any horses by any chance? 
I can arrange for horses, absolutely. Soria just- you see Soria just hide a shutter. If she hides it, then we technically cannot see it, would we? Said try to hide. Ah. Well, and then, in, uh... Fairly suppressed would be. I'll, uh, I will make some calls and, um, arrange for those horses. Do you wish to set out this afternoon, or... What time of day is it right now? It's not even lunchtime yet. Afternoon works. Yeah. Probably get going as soon as possible. When was the... The break-in? The break-in was last, uh, Oath Day. Oh yeah, we should get moving. Let's get going, then. On the 26th of Abadias. Yeah, so whoever it is has got a head start. We should go. Very well. Well, uh, do you need to, uh, get any of your belongings from the inn? If not, I'll, I'll arrange for horses and you can be on your way. I mean, I would imagine we all have stuff to grab. I mean, I'm assuming that you're not currently carrying everything you own. Oh, Soria's carrying about uh, three quarters of it. She has, like, one other set of clothes. Well, I think think Soria has a handy haversack, so she actually could easily be carrying everything she owns. Actually, same here, so... I think same as well. So then she is. So so she's going to take her time to go get a meal at the tavern. So actually, you guys might very well have one. Yeah, we probably don't need to go. Uh, very well then. I will. Uh, I'll have lunch brought to you while the horse while we get the horses. And um, one moment, and she'll go back over to her desk, open up that same drawer, and reach in and pull out three items. Oh. There are two wands and a. Well, it looks kind of like a wand itself. It's a twelve-inch iron bar. <gasps> and what might these objects be? Ah, well. Um, the player having that idea. <laughs> the first, and she'll hand it to Lensa is a, uh, a, a wand of uh, Cure Moderate Wounds. How many charges? Only five charges. The second one, uh, she'll hand the wa- hold the wand out, is a wand of protection from evil. I can cast that. I think three of you can cast it. I think three of you can cast it. I think uh, Wait, the brawler is, it... is the only one who can't. I didn't know yeah. All right, who wants to then? Soria shakes I... her head. She does, she, I, I imagine she's not a huge fan of like divine or arcane magic. She prefers it if it comes from her. Alright, so... Um, you can use it if you want. I can grab something else, I guess. Go ahead, you can have it. Okay. I got one of those now. <laughs> what was it again? A uh, wand of, of protection from evil with seven charges. Okay. The last one... So it's a 12-inch iron bar, but it is lined with uh, small plates and spikes. And you will quickly realize that she'll... she'll start folding it and you realize it can bend and lock into all sorts of configurations this is called a traveler's any tool want it swiss <laughs> army pole essentially yeah uh, swiss army pole there we go it can be folded twisted hinged and bent to form almost any known tool hammers shovels even a block and tackle out the road are possible essentially it can duplicate any tool that the wielder can clearly visualize that only has limited moving parts. So you could use it as like a pair of scissors, but not like a loom or a printing press. That's awesome. And it will count as a set of of masterwork artisan tools for most craft or profession skills. Nice. Uh, Soria wants to carry it. She's already reaching for it. Okay. Traveler's any tool. Yep. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, then um, she'll have uh, lunch brought for all of you is mostly uh, meats and cheeses and bread. I have questions for Soria. <laughs> I'll stick with the cheese and bread. Soria just turns her head a little bit. Through a mouthful of sandwich, she just goes, what? You seemed a little nervous. Was it about the horses? 
Or something else. Uh, a lot of things. Just, yes, I don't really like horses that much. They just wake me out, tend to... And, but you, you also notice her just repeatedly rubbing a spot on her side that makes you wonder if she just falls off horses a lot. <laughs> oh, she starts giggling a little. <laughs> Do you just... <laughs> Are you just bad at riding horses? <laughs> uh, Soria, I keep wanting to say Vasoriana, but no, we, we <laughs> met her in the Harrowstone pool. Oh, they stole that name. You can't steal it too. She just she just turns around and goes, "Shut up, spirit mouth." <laughs> oh, uh, very quickly, just checking to see who who do any of you have ranks in ride? Uh, I don't That's believe that's a good no. question. No, I that's don't a believe. big no. Ten, a big no. I mean, it's oh, not no, a, no, it, no. I do actually. It's not an issue to ride a horse for just traveling. If we get in any battles on horseback, we're dead. Well. Or you're going to get thrown off the horse, at least. I have ride and handle animal. Oh, so, there you, you go. Know, we're good. You go with your gnomish self. I only have ride. I do not have handle animal. Somebody should probably just get me a Shetland pony, though, so... Yeah, no, I mean... <laughs> the, the the Justice is not a stupid woman. She would make sure that your mount is appropriately sized. That's a laugh, Slim. All right, all you right. eat. There are three horses brought out and a pony. Well, if there's nothing else, then I look forward to uh, what you're able to tell us, and hopefully everything goes well. Sorry, goes, ha, huh, never does. <laughs> I believe what she's saying is, don't die and come back. <laughs> Isn't that always the goal? I mean, I'm not expecting it to. to huh, I, I, I'm expecting, well, I don't know what I'm expecting. Um, <laughs> hopefully you're able to overtake the uh, the cultists before they even arrive at the tomb. Yes, but it's always good to expect the worst. Indeed. Especially when it comes to things like this. Soria is eyeing her horse, which is eyeing her back. And yeah, horses just don't like her. Be kind to the horse. It won't hurt you. As long as you don't make it scared. So you set off, riding through the countryside. Um, I'm assuming mostly sticking to roads and trails as far as you can um, until you that get... That seems like the best idea. Until you yes. get to the mountain. Um, it still is going to take you several days. But for the most part, the trip is going to be fairly uneven. There is not a lot of traffic on the roads because, well, it's cholesterol. It's cold out. And warmer outfits... A nice warm and, you know, it's it's not actively farming season, so you see a lot of people out in fields. You don't see a lot of travel on the roads, but there are the occasional traveler. Do we get, like, furs? Warm cloak? Um, if you want, you can. Yes. Okay. She definitely has a nice, like, warm, fluffy cloak. Okay. Soria just has a cloak, but she tends to just, like, wrap herself up so much you can't even tell there's a half-orc under there. You okay, but she she just goes. Why did we have to do this at this time of year? <laughs> well, you can ask the cultists when we find them. Evil Indeed. strikes at the most annoying times, doesn't it? She's I mean, still trying just... to sound grumpy, but now she's smirking and she goes. I mean, come on! If we have to go take down a cult, why can't they do their cult things in the middle of summer? Nope, scratch that. Oh. That will be too hot. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, justice is best served cold. It was served warm. After all, if it wasn't. Uh, uh, she turns around. She turns around and goes, "All right." She just turns around and goes, "I am dunking you in the first lake we find." <laughs> Wait, no, not the cloak. 
it takes several days. Um, on the third day, uh, you are now into the mountains, and as you start making your way up the mountains, a drizzle uh, transforms into a aggressive snowstorm, almost as if the weather itself was trying to keep you from climbing the mountain. Hey, um, hey, a drizzle is a lot better than... Text magic. Text magic. There's no magic, it's just weather. Uh, the Jesus. weather's aggressive. But you have a cloak now, don't you? If it's any consolation, though, because of the weather and the uh, speed that you have to take to climb, the uh, the climb is gradual enough that you don't have to worry about uh, the dangers of altitude sickness for going up too quickly. Oh. Yay. Eventually, you guys um, make your way uh, up into the mountain and you find a, uh, a face of the mountain that is sheer clear and there next to it there is an obelisk that has been toppled gonna go to that because that sounds <laughs> by the obelisk you see a uh, set of stone doors set into the set into the earth well, i don't right. like this oh come on dear it sounds like a lovely adventure let's go I'm saying this is a player. Soria just blows a lock of hair out of her face and gets on her game face. Could I make some kind of check to see if any living creature has tried to over-interact with these recently? Indeed you could. Uh, that sounds like a survival Let's see if I have it. If you don't have survival, I'll let you roll perception, but there'll be a penalty. Alright. Plus 9 to perception balances out my plus 1 to survival, so I'm gonna go with 22 on perception. I'm gonna go for perception too, honestly. I rolled. I rolled a ten on survival. Okay. Seventeen. That's great. I love rolling freeze, you know. So seventeen for uh, yes. Lensa, twenty-two for Soria, and uh, Jaren is trying to find a place to safely store the horses. <laughs> okay. Nice. Oh, that is. That is a good idea. I'm taking it you don't have a lot of ranks in either perception or survival? I have nothing in survival. I got a little bit in perception. Okay. So, Soria, uh, with your 22, you do notice some signs that uh, people have been here recently. Not so much in terms of footprints. For one, the ground is frozen and the wind is harsh, so any footprints in snow would have been blown away. But you notice that on these stone doors, there is a, uh, a poison dart trap. Ah. The good news is you don't have to try to disable it. Oh, why? Because it's yeah, already been triggered. Yeah, the bad news is it's because somebody already set it off. Not you guys. Like it had been triggered. Right. That means there's somebody else here. Right here. Maybe we can catch them while they're still inside. Alright, let's Perhaps. go punch some stuff. Or they'll catch us while we're going inside. Either way. Sounds like we're finding what we're looking for. So you, who's opening the door? Me. So these, like I said, these are stone doors. Uh, they open outward. They're heavy, but not... They're not strength check heavy, but they're 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 not light. Like, they're, they're effort to open. But you have a strength higher than 10, so 
it's well within your ability to open them. They're just, it's, it's work. And there is a loud kong as the, the stone door settles after it's been opened. I want to mention that I have, um, I have my rapier drawn. Okay. I'm just ready well, to stat- great. What? What? Is Mithril, like, Mithral in D&D? Like, yes. it's- It's Elven it's like Silver. like, fairy metal. Elven Silver. I would- Hmm. Actually, what would I- There is a staircase descending down. Um, it is pitch black as you look down. I am going to take my own torch out of my bag. Okay. And, uh, get that circling. I'm going to cast- I step forward a bit, relying on my dark vision, because I don't... Like, I imagine that a creature with dark vision, if they look at a light, it's like looking at your phone in the dark, like it's gonna ruin your night vision, so... Um, I'm going to cast light on my... Can I cast it on, like, a necklace? Sure. You carry... You wear a holy symbol, right? Can I cast it on that? Absolutely. Great. Alright. So, I have put light on your tokens once I move you guys over to the... What is the order? Uh, I know that Soria is in the lead. I'll be nearby Soria, but not right behind. Okay. Um, it's it's a ten foot wide, so you can walk to a breast. She's right. not leading like Eklund would. Like Eklund would be charging ahead. She's leading like a rogue would. Like sure. Cautious. I am in the back. Okay. Um, is Spark out, or is he currently a tattoo? I I I've been thinking about bringing him out. Yeah, I think I'll bring him out. Okay. Um, well, let me move you all to the map. That here goes nothing. Let's go. So as you make your way down, you can see that uh, the hall, the room in front of you, this, well, the staircase leads down about uh, 40 feet. Uh, 30 feet down, but about 40 feet before you're into an, another room. Um, and the room ahead of you uh, looks to be a long hallway that is at least... Uh, 25 feet wide, um, and then stretches off beyond your sight while you're still on the stairs. To your south, there is another small stairway leading into kind of a nook. So, what do you guys want to do? I want to know why I see the, the nose of what looks like a snake. The what? Where? Thing. This right here? Oh, I don't see anything there. I see a thing down here. Oh, because of angles. Yep, because of angles. Uh, well, you'll have to get closer to actually see it. Yeah, it does look like a snake head. Yeah. Hey, jeez. Oh, all right then. Why did you just go? <laughs> Is that what? I do that when I'm nervous, okay? I've been practicing <laughs> accents over quarantine to avoid losing my freaking mind. <laughs> I'm scared. Go British. <laughs> Bear in mind, of course, that maps are not always entirely, uh, what's on the map is not always exactly what's in the module, because you know, Paizo likes to reuse maps and say, use this map. Staria, um, dear, could you look for traps, maybe? She, uh, she's gonna take just a single step forward and kind of survey the room. Okay, give me a perception check. There's something very obvious that you'll see without the Critical check, on but... 29. Okay. Um... So, when you look into this room, you can see that uh, there most certainly were traps in this room. I use were intentionally. 
uh, because you see blades, spikes, blast marks, and bones all around this ground. Oh. There are also carved holy symbols of Serenre, Phrasma, and another god that you may not recognize, but many of these have been vandalized. Sorry, I just kind of gulps. Give me a knowledge religion check if you'd like to try to. I put a bunch of ranks into that. That's useful. Is that just her or Naturally, I roll a three. For Anyone a can make the roll. I would love to. I also want to cast detect magic. Okay, so Soria, you said you got a 15. Lensa? 17. And Lila? I got 12. Lila, you do not recognize the symbol, uh, the, 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 the other holy symbol. Uh, Soria and Lensa, you both recognize that that other holy symbol is the holy symbol of Aridin. Oh. At God, that, that doesn't bode very well. Well, again, uh, historically, the Shining Crusade started when Aridin was alive, so it is possible that... Oh, yeah, right. If these Still, it doesn't who... bode well. Well, yeah. I'm just saying that these might have been people who were followers of, you know, some of his... Some of his followers would probably be people who were buried in this crypt. Oh, it's a crypt. Okay. So I cast uh, Detect yeah. Magic. Okay. Somehow I uh, forgot about that. There is no magical aura that you detect in this room. I'm also going to cast uh, Detect Psychic Significance. Okay. For the heck of it. Sure. Uh, there is no psychic significance that you detect in this room. Um... So I'm not gonna waste a spell on detect undead. Like I don't want to waste a slot yet. Is it safe? I, I mean, there there clearly were traps here, but uh. Not anymore. Soria uh, walks into the room with the enigmatic uh, sentence: "Tread carefully and avoid the spikes." I'm she's just gonna, gonna walk her. right. She's gonna walk twenty feet into the room with her weapon drawn. Okay, so. Let me put it uh, in, in game terms. One thing that oh. you will basically realize is as long as you are not moving any faster than half your normal movement speed, so being careful, you'll be fine. If you try to go faster than half your normal movement speed, I will need an acrobatics check to avoid tripping over something. Hey, what's that? There's a dead. A dead. It's, it's, it's a dead. It's a body. Or part of a body. Oh, God. What does it it's, look like happened to that? It's new, is what it is. Can I make a heal check from over here? Uh, sure. I don't really want to get closer. Okay. For anyone? Um, hey! I have a plus 12! You would guess that uh, this was probably hit by some sort of force spell. It looks like basically they were... Like, other than the fact that there isn't a stone block on top of them, it looks like a big, heavy stone block fell on them. Oh, God. Well, that's... disgusting. Disturbing. <laughs> and what's this... Head? Where's right, that action? Sorry, just because I've seen worse. I think you've caused... Where the snake head is on the map uh, is actually what is left of a statue of Aridin. Got it. All right. Where do I want to go? I highly recommend not over to the crushed body. I mean, we might have to. I mean, you can see that this hallway ex extends pretty far to the east and west, um, and then there is a smaller alcove directly to the south, and then one heading up to the north. 
there's also other uh, passages heading to the north. Soria, like, whistles twice on her fingers and goes, we should canvas the room starting with the statue side. Just take every passage till we find something worth noting. Let's go over here, then. Okay, so you guys are going to the east? Soria, mind looking ahead. She's gonna, again, walk just in, like, to the threshold. Okay. And check for traps. Okay. Give me another perception check. 26. Okay, so, looking into this long hallway, you see racks for bows, crossbows, and other ranged weapons on the wall. Between the racks, there are receptacles for ammunition, and at the end of the hallway, it's just outside the range of your dark vision, but you should there is a very faint glow coming from here. Mm. Same safe? You don't see anything that looks like a, a trap. Yeah, I'm like... Well, that was my original question. Um, she goes, I am as confident as I can be that there aren't. Well, then no. And she goes, but let me go first, just in case, and walk. Okay. That was the plan, dear. Oh, this is, is that a symbol or a blood stain up there? It is a symbol. It looks like a heart. There's a heart. <laughs> I think it's actually more like a dragon. If you'd like to know more about what that symbol is, you could spellcraft. I think it says, I prepared explosive runes. I also see it, so can I spellcraft? Ah, come on! I can't roll above a three on these, so 15 for spellcraft. It is beyond your magical knowledge. Am, am I able to see it from where I am? I mean, can you see it on the map? No. Okay, I'll pick that up now. Then you'll have to move forward. Uh, I got a nine, so don't feel too bad. Jaren's just hanging out in the main room, watching for the cultists that are obviously here. Yeah. Hey, Jaren, give me a perception check. Oh, cool. That, that'll go well, I'm sure. That'd be a 12. Okay. All right. Yeah. You're you're just standing watch. Yep. I'm going to say, uh, Lila, if you want to move forward until you can actually see the glyph, then, uh, then you can certainly try to spellcraft it as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I will do that. Yeah, there it is. Okay, uh, spellcraft. Oh, I one. Keeping your familiar in front of you. Brave choice. Yeah. <laughs> Sacrifice the familiar. No, I, j I just selected both tokens and was moving them like that. <laughs> that is a 20. Okay, um, with a 20, you can tell that it is a glyph that would uh, activate uh, the spell uh, Minor Creation. That's going to summon something big and ugly, isn't it? No, it's minor creation. It's an inanimate object. Oh, okay. I'll and you're pretty sure that you can make out what the command word is to actually activate it if you would wish to. I have a feeling that might Why have would I ever do that? Why? Because if you speak the command word while walking up to some symbols, it deactivates them. Or activates it probably activates them. Yeah, I mean, it's up to you. Uh, yeah, it is. I will tell them that. So that's um that that'll make uh that that's a minor creation rune. I I can see the activation word from here. Should I try it? You know what? Sorry, sorry I just shrugs. Let's, I have a feeling that might have triggered whatever crushed our friends back there. But let's go for he it. He goes, well, yeah, why not? 
see what Who happens. Wants to go for the death device. All right, I'll do it. Okay. So you uh, you speak the word, and immediately three human-shaped archery targets appear at the uh, end of the hallway. Oh, can I shoot one? Sure. I have a longbow. Yeah. There's arrows lining the wall. Actually, are any of these arrows magic? No. All right, I'm going to grab an arrow and shoot it. Okay. Make a, 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 an attack roll with your, uh, with your longbow. 22. Uh, 22 is more than enough to hit an unmoving human-shaped target, and you're well within your first range increment. <laughs> so, almost like you're an elf, because you are, <laughs> you grab an arrow off the rack, knock it, in a practice smooth movement, fire. It hits slightly off to the left. In other words, exactly where a human heart would be. There's a, awesome. a thunk sound uh, as if you are hitting some combination of wood and straw. All right, and then how many arrows are on these walls? Lots. How many? Lots. I'm stealing. The GM is not going to count them. They're non-magical arrows. If you would like to steal them by all means, you can take as many arrows as you can carry. I have a handy haversack. Uh, I will point out, these are human-made arrows, though. Uh, it's fine. They're still useful. I mean, yeah, they're just not as elegant as, as an arrow made by an elf. Not racist. Humans may be weird, but they get the job done. Okay. <laughs> uh, Soria is looking to see if there are any crossbow bolts. Yeah. Again, arrows, crossbow bolts, and uh, uh, sling stones. I'm gonna up her bolt count to 50. Okay. That's what I'm gonna do, too. I'm just assuming... I don't know how many she had, but I don't know. She stole 30, and she probably had 20. Okay. That seems reasonable. So she's literally taking handfuls of crossbow bolts and putting them in her bag. Okay. I'm neatly putting them in, like... Eh, handy haversack. You don't need to put them in neatly, they'll be where you want them to be. Just for the heck of it, she's gonna try and shoot one of the target things. Okay. You want to do better than I do. 18. It's a, a, a solid shot, hits center of mass, maybe a little low as if hit like someone in the kidney. So, you know, still a still a, 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 a painful, potentially fatal shot. I'm just gonna walk over to her stance, kind of tilt the crossbow up a little. And then walk forward. <laughs> she just sighs, puts out a hand, um, just uh, grabs uh, Lensa, just puts her hand over Lensa's face and just pushes her aside slowly. <laughs> like, back up. <laughs> she starts giggling a bit. Aww. You, you, get a la you actually get a laugh out of Soria. Oh, how romantic. I love you. Is anyone going to call for Jaren or leave him in the main room? <laughs> Jaren! Soria doesn't even seem to notice he's gone. <laughs> Jaren! Jaren? Y'all are taking a long time. What are you doing? Um, exploring. Want to follow? Oh, are we going that way? Yep. So you guys head north through the archery range room. Okay, so you make your way down towards the end of the room. Uh, there were stairs that led about five feet up, which is where the targets were. But just before you get to those stairs, there is a hallway that extends off to the a five-foot-wide corridor. As she always does, I'm gonna have I'm gonna do a perception check. Okay, it looks like it extends about about 50 feet down, and that there is probably an entrance off to the north 
near the end of that, and about 15 feet down, there is a, another corpse going back to the south. Looking for traps, you do not notice any traps in this okay. intersection in this area. And again, she's going to walk forward 20 feet and see if anything starts shooting fire. Okay, not yet. I guess that's 10 feet. That's 10 Two feet. squares. Two squares, whatever. Specifically fire or, you know, anything, really? Any it, Shooting anything out of the walls or floor. <laughs> nope. Okay, so she's going to go around here and look down this hall. Okay, there is a hall that goes about 10 feet to the south and looks off back to the east. She's going to walk 10 feet down. Okay. It then, it, it basically looks like it's just a corner, um, and then it goes to the south. Uh, you can, from that corner, you can feel humidity in the air. I see water. So when you uh, look into that room, uh, there is warm, steamy water, which is just splashing down from the ceiling into the center of this small pool. Uh, there are stairs that lead into the water. She goes, is this a bath? I'm going to perception. Uh, sure. Well. You don't see anything that looks like a trap. You do see um, a written in an arcane language on the wall. Spellcraft? Sure. And I speak speak abyssal, celestial, draconic, el- and elvish. Like, I figured those are all going to be languages that some magic's written in. Some, yes. Magic? Uh, Spellcraft. Read magic would definitely work. I'll use that. I have that as a cantrip. Okay. I don't. So what, what you can quickly tell is that this area is effectively enchanted with a combination of create water and purify food and drink. So the water in this room is always clean. It's always clean water. Uh, You can also see that the word that is etched on the wall will change the uh, water that is dripping down from being hot or cold. You can get hot or cold water. It's a bath. Jared's just going to turn to Layla. I think they found the bathroom. Soria's... She's just kind of checking out how like how big the room is. Wow, that's a small room. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a bath. I mean, it's 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 about fifteen feet by ten feet, big enough that you know you could soak in the water with your friends without touching each other. Very big the for one person. Chilling in a hot tub, five feet apart. Okay. Yes, yeah, it is essentially a very large hot tub room. I was so set up to do it. I <laughs> my day has been made. Uh, she, she goes, do, do we want to take a bath, or are we going to, what? I'm Maybe gonna there's pressure at the bottom? We're going to shuffer in. <laughs> you, Siri. <laughs> she, she, she falls in the water. <laughs> you get what? Uh, which actually, honestly, after the cold weather that you've been trekking through, it... I mean, it's not great because you're wearing your cloaks and all that stuff, but it's yeah. kind of nice because you you had that kind of, even though you were you weren't cold, there was just kind of that clinging coldness, like your toes yeah. were always a little numb, and now you're nice and warm. <laughs> she uh, she smirks and then do- she like dives to the bottom, stays okay. under there so long they wonder if she's okay, then comes up and spews a bunch of water in Lenza's face. <laughs> hey. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's not get distracted. I will hold up my hand for her. Yeah, she she's she'll accept it and come up. Okay. Alright. Let's go. <laughs> she's sopping wet. I'm gonna see if she has any <laughs> items she could use to dry herself off with. <laughs> like I say, if nothing else, Lila has uh pressed the digitation. Oh yeah, yes I do. Oh yeah, that would be nice. Jared's just shaking his head, like, really guys, right now. So yes, ahead of you, um, 
there is a room that uh, it looks like there's an alcove at the end of this hall, and then the, the the passage goes both north and south. Well then. So she's gonna come over here and poke her head right here. She's gonna kind of poke her head around and looking into that room. It is again about fifty feet in length, about fifteen feet wide. There is a staircase that continues down to the north. At the edge of the eastern wall, there is a cobra-like snake with a humanoid face. Oh, that's a statue. A statue. <laughs> as a statue. Okay, because you should have prefaced it with a statue. Because I'm sorry. Uh... There is a statue of a cobra-like snake with a human face. Um, the human face uh, has a con contemplative look on its face. Parts of the statue have crumbled and fallen to the ground, but there is enough detail that remain that you can see sadness in the creature's eyes. Oh, mm. it needs a hug. Go hug it. Tidinala. <laughs> uh, if you want to give me a perception check to look for traps, you may. You could history check to recognize the uh, statue. 24 on perception, 23 on history. Okay. You don't notice any traps in the area. With a 23 on history, you actually recognize this statue as being a depiction of Slasla. I will type that into the chat. Slasala. Who Salsa. was a Naga who served as a magical uh, counselor to the Knights of Ozum during the Shining Crusade. There is some debate among historians about how influential she was in persuading them to turn the Whispering Tyrant's fortress into his prison. Uh, got it. Her name looks like Salsa. You say, it's a shame that uh, Azatha isn't here because she would recognize that. Yeah, would, I was thinking the same thing. Oh, it would be so interesting for character stuff, but no. <laughs> Gotta be a windy boy. It's almost like, uh, it's almost like this side quest is gonna tie into the main campaign somehow. But Almost. no! Good point, yes. I'm dying! If only it would ever do that. Jaren, are you moving to the south? This point in the campaign, Lorimar was alive less than 24 friggin' hours ago! Yep. Just, just a few steps to okay. see if I can see down that hallway. Okay. Um, so looking back down that hallway, so yeah, you can see that it goes back to the hallway that you had come in. That we started. Um, to the east, there are two alcoves and a opening that makes you, based on the way it's shaped, you suspect there's a third alcove here. This yeah. first alcove has a statue of, not actually not a statue so much as a small altar of Aridin. Which which alcove was that? This one? Or this, this one, one is Aridin. Okay. I will just say that way leads to the place we came in, so. And there is also another hallway that goes there's a hallway over here that goes places that you have not seen yet. Yeah. And there's another hallway off to the side, so. Uh, back up in the north, uh, looks like uh, Lensa and uh, Soria moved into the Naga room. Yeah. Okay. Um, I need you both to give me a perception check. 13. The minute it matters, I roll low. 13, you say? 25. 25, you say? <laughs> I mean, I'm an elf. You're dead. <laughs> it's all right, yeah. Okay. So in the surprise turn, Lensa will be able to act. And I need the party to roll for initiative as 
slithering out of the statues, there are two shadowy figures. Oh, 25 on a Nobody likes you. Go away. Put that thing back where it yeah. can. So help me. So help me. <laughs> 14. <laughs> oh, well, that's hilarious. That's a good way to start. Uh, Soria, what did you get for initiative? 25. Lensa? 14. Uh, Lila? A natural one for a six. Oh, lovely. And Jaren? Natural one for a five. Oh my god! You have all the luck. Alright, in the surprise round, one of the shadowy creatures slither flies over towards Soria. Yeah. Those are cool looking. It's like a bug genie. Yeah. Um, It's like like a shadow demon and a Yuan-Ti Malison had a child. Yeah, well, one flies up towards Soria. The other one uh, flies towards Lensa, but then notices the tasty looking halfling. Or gnome and stops there. Um, but being a surprise round, all that they can do is. So, the first regular round of combat, uh, Soria, you have Wait, the highest initiative. Wait. Oh, sorry, yes. Lensa could act in the surprise round. My bad. I love my 25 perception going to waste. <laughs> no, sorry, yes. You were able to act in the surprise round. Go ahead, Lensa. Can I roll a knowledge to see what these things are? Yes. And in fact, actually, you would have acted before this one had flown close. Uh, yes, you may absolutely roll knowledge for. Religion. Religion. 28. <laughs> um, right. So, these are shadows. Oh, oh, those. <clears throat> yeah. Wow, shadows. Shadows are uh, undead creatures that skirt the borders between the gloom of darkness and the harsh truth of light. They prefer to haunt ruins where civilization has moved on, where they hunt living creatures foolish enough to stumble into their territory. They are an undead terror and have no goals or outwardly visible motivations other than to sap life and vitality from living beings. Um, you can get four useful pieces of information about the shadows. Is there really more information than that? No, not oh. really. So just give me everything. <laughs> okay. Uh, in terms of defenses, these are incorporeal undead. So they're incorporeal and they have all of the immunities that would be typical to most undead. What about, wait, does, does Mithral affect them? Nope. Okay, Although, if it's a magical damage. mithril weapon, then yes, but it will only do half damage. Plus one. Then Does yes, then you have it is an enchanted mithril rapier. It will hurt them, but it'll only do half damage. They attack with a touch attack that does strength damage. Oh, lovely. That sucks. If they kill you by reducing your strength to zero, you will become a shadow. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's really, they have a huge bonus to stealth if they're in dim light, but. It's not going to help, they've just come out and attacked us. Yes. Then we're going to call on the spirits that is helping me. Okay. To channel positive energy. Oh, they do have channel resistance. Oh, wait, what? Crap, what is that again? Just gives them a bonus to their will save. It's fine, they'll still do half damage. Right. That's it. We're going to channel. Okay. So you hold up your uh, your holy symbol. I rolled 15 points of damage. Okay. Uh, let me find... You look up that DC while I'm... Alright, I'm gonna go off on a... I rolled a 10 and a 22, which I'm gonna say one is definitely a failure and one definitely. I think that's yeah. probably fair. Yeah. So the one uh... that is closest 
to Saria is ripped almost to pieces by the burst of positive energy that flashes out from your holy symbol. It's still up, but it looks like you've almost completely dissipated it. Don't go after my friends. The one that is further away seems to have weathered it a little bit better and uh, still looks very active. And then it flies towards you, very much intent on you. And in this case, because you channeled, it is going to move right past that gnome. And <laughs> to you. And she's going to just go, the only one around to mess with my friends here is me. All right. First actual round of combat. Surya, you have the highest initiative. Stabby, stab, stab. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is your first round of combat playing this character. If you're not taking a move action, may I suggest you make a studied target of the uh, shadow? Yeah. How do I do that again? Uh, you spend a move action and make it a study target and apply the buff to yourself. 23 for 6 piercing damage. A 23 will hit the creature's AC. 6 damage. Okay. For 6 points of magical piercing damage, that is halved because it is incorporeal, but it does affect it. So it your, your rapier shining with uh, the glow of the silvery elven metal illuminated by the Iune torch and the light spell coming off of uh, Lensa's holy symbol. Sparkles rips through the shadow, tearing through more of its shadow stuff. It's still together, but it looks like it is barely holding cohesion. But you did damage it. It, it was not ineffective. My first shadow is going to reach out and touch you. Naturally. Well, yes. I mean, you just yes. stabbed it. Yes, 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 yes. So it reaches a shadowy hand out towards you, and will a 20 hit your touch AC? I don't know this character, so yes, it will. 20 touch? Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't really know how touch works usually, but I know that a 20 would barely hit Eklund, so uh, Eklund's AC, so I was just... Yeah. Um, all right. It touches you, and you feel your strength just get eaten away, and you take five points of strength damage. Holy crap! Oh, oh, oh. holy shit! Oh, did I mention to be touched by them? So yeah, you just feel your strength being eaten away. Like it didn't do any damage to you, but you feel weaker than a human. Uh, Lensa. Ah, shame. Seems it did not work as well as I was hoping for. Well, let's try that again. Soria just goes, you think? So you're going <laughs> again? Yes. Okay. 15 points again. Wow. I'm not even going to bother rolling a will save for because it had one hit point left. So even if it only gets half, it's still too much. <laughs> right. And the one that is effectively flanked between Lensa and uh, Jaren because Lensa doesn't have a weapon out. Oh, no, you've got a quarterstaff, don't you? Yes. Okay, so the one that is flanked between Jensa and J Jaren and Lensa rolls, uh -huh. and that is a 14. I'm assuming it would be at least higher than that, because I'm fifth level. Uh, it should be. All right, so it will take the full 15 points of... Your burst of positive energy destroys both shadows. There we go. I didn't even get to hit nothing! Darling, do you want help with that strength damage? Sorry, is just kind of leaning against the wall and goes, yeah. I'm going to cast a scroll of blessed restoration. Okay. 
Uh, so you'll heal 1d4 strength damage. Go ahead and pull it. Okay. All right, so you'll get two points of your strength back. Oh, but are you still feeling? Because... <sighs> like a human. That bad. <laughs> Pretty bad. Oh my god. You gonna pull out another scroll? I will. The response is like a human, she knows. Oh, so it sucks. Got it. Pulls out a second scroll. Oh, have one more point. <laughs> Should be at a 10 now, right? Uh, she's at a 12, I think. She Pretty. considers 11 to be like a human, too. Alright, you know what? Hero. I think it's good now. Better? She goes, she just growls. Better, but not well. You still look- She's still mad until it stops reducing her rapier damage, which is when it's gonna go back to full. Oh, and I guess I have to take off the buff now, don't I? Yes, because you no longer have a study target. It's alright, don't worry. I still think you're doing lovely. Let's continue. He goes, I'm stuck with ranged combat till this is done. Should I do it one go? You guys okay? I didn't get to punch anything. Sorry. She goes, well, mark my words, you can do that as much as you f***ing want next time. Um, everyone give me a perception check. Oh no. Here we go again. Oh no. <laughs> well, because I can't roll for crap when it's actually important. I got a natural one or fifteen. Red. Whoa! I got a twenty. Okay. Thirteen. Thirteen. So maybe it's because of where you are in the room, but you hear what sounds like movement coming from the other side. Wait, are you gonna come off in? to the west? So basically, through the wall, you hear sounds of movement. Like over here. Yep. I don't like that at all. I'll be like, guys, uh, hey guys, I can hear, um, something moving beyond that wall. Soria goes, Soria goes, you could have said that in half as many words. Where do we go? Shush. Calm. I don't care at the moment. Let's go. I don't know this place either. I'm going to look over here quietly. I'm not going to be quiet. Okay, so you move over there and... You will notice in the that hallway a pair of skeletal figures wearing uh, Minkayan armor. Oh no! Uh, with katanas drawn. Lovely. And they start to advance towards you. Well, I found the sound. And we'll pick up here next time. Ah! Nice. All right. How dare you? I didn't get to punch nothing. <laughs> I'm sure you can punch these next time. I'm sure you'll be able to punch these guys next time. Hey, if they're skeletons, it's gonna be what we need. <laughs> Until next time, keep an eye open for mimics, never feed a goblin, and something something dragons. Something Something Dragons uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Something Something Dragons is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Our side quest is an adaptation of From the Tome of Righteous Repose, written by Andrew Hoskins for the Pathfinder Society. If you like what you're hearing, come check out our other shows on Twitch and YouTube at the Untold Stories Project. 
Also, drop us a review in iTunes or Google Play. It really helps people find us. You can also join our Discord server at Untold Stories Project or send us an email at untoldstoriesandgames at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.